This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Darnell Nurse revealing last night uh, he was playing with a torn hip flexor throughout the playoffs. Leon Dreisaitl asked about his injury again today, uh, refused to elaborate, but of course a lot of speculation that it was a high ankle sprain as the Oilers were eliminated last night by the Colorado Avalanche. NHL tonight, no scoring while we were away, just the Patrick Maroon goal on the board, about 13 minutes left in the first period, lightning leading the Rangers 1-0, just a big uh, goal mouth scramble here. looks like Shesterkin was able to, well, they might be reviewing this one actually. Now that uh, we're taking another look, the puck was kind of in Shesterkin's feet and he went down to his belly and kind of floated back towards the goal line. Now, I think in this case, uh, Tampa Bay pushed him into the net. So if the puck wound up in the net, I think it was underneath him. You can't push the goaltender to the net, obviously. Anyway, we'll keep an eye on that one. Well, it's uh, been great to talk to Craig McTavish throughout the season. He's presented by Avalon Foundation Repair, Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for over 50 years, home of the lifetime warranty. Craig, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Reed. Thank you. I'm watching the same uh, play you are at the Ranger net, and I just I love the way Corey Perry always plays uh, the victim at the net instead of the perpetrator. But he's always right in the middle of all this stuff. But I I don't think it's going to be a goal. But uh, you know I'm doing well. Thanks. Yeah, they're just now. I obviously have the sound down. Yeah, it's 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 waved off. The the puck did wind up in the net, but as far as I'm concerned. It, Perry pushed the pads into the net, so you can't do that. So I think that was relatively, uh, well, hopefully relatively straightforward. But speaking Nobody of review, more innocent than him. Than <laughs> yeah, I know. He always looks so <laughs> shocked that he didn't his get his face. way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of strange reviews, just a flashback to game one, and I'm not bringing this up to complain about it again, uh, but that offside rule with McCarr and the, the challenge and then the goal standing, were you aware of 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 that that it was going to count? Uh, I mean, I'm just wondering if you ever experienced anything anything like that. Like, I get what they said that for a split second it was a delayed offside. I just hadn't seen it play out like that before. No, I, I didn't either. I felt the exact same way the Oilers coaching staff did and uh, Jeremy Cooper that uh, that you know I I felt it was offside. I thought he had possession of the puck. He came in. He did it was you know I mean it's. It wasn't on his stick, but he was still carrying it over the line. So I think, for me, that constitutes possession. But I, I thought it was offside, for sure. And uh, I was shocked when it was uh, when, when the goal was allowed. But uh, I, I don't know. It's, uh, it, 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 it's a tough call. There's a couple different interpretations there, but I thought we got uh, – we certainly uh, weren't – benefited by the off-ice calls, that's for sure. 
Yeah, a, a, a tough one. Uh, maybe they'll clarify some of the language on that rule for next season. That's I'm always optimistic, Greg. I'm like, well, now they'll clean it up, so there's never any gray area again. <laughs> I'm probably overly optimistic. <laughs> well, I remember Gary Bettman. He used to always say, if we do invoke uh, a video review, the expectation is for us to get it right every time. And uh, you know, I always. I, I always uh, believe that, but there's always there's always a complication somewhere. And uh, but th- this one was, I think, a surprise. I, I think, you know, ninety percent of the people that viewed that at the start would have thought it'd be, disall- it'd be disallowed based on it being offside. All right. Well, regardless, the Avalanche won that game. They win the series four straight. Um, I mean, I'll just kind of start generally with uh, with the series, Craig, before maybe we dive into some of the details and obviously some of the performances by Oilers players and some of the coaching decisions. I, I said before the series, I, I thought McCarr could really turn this series in favor of the Avalanche because the Oilers didn't have a comparable player on defense. I, I thought he was great. I didn't think he was the only Avalanche player that was great what ultimately in your mind allowed them to separate from Edmonton? It wasn't a, a big separation. I mean, we got swept, so that's, you know, obviously that's not good. But uh, the games themselves, with the exception, I think, of the second game, the shutout, it, they were, you know, really close. And certainly both those games at home, we could have won and uh, probably should have won. I mean, they generate a lot. They're a very talented team, led, as you mentioned, by by McCarr. He was just brilliant throughout the series. But uh, you know, we we weren't we weren't far away from uh, making that uh, a longer, more competitive series. And uh, you know, it was just I'm I'm really disappointed today, just based on the fact of how damn entertaining it was. Uh, I mean, I, I haven't. You know, I'm just, re- you and I have spoken about this before. I'm just really thrilled we have this facility that we can all enjoy uh, Oilers playoff hockey. And it, it is an amazing spectacle. And we're going to have a hard time duplicating that entertainment value till next year. And hopefully we get on just as good a run and, uh, you know, take it a little bit farther. But there were so, so many good positive things that come out of this playoff run that, uh, you know, it's it's too bad it's over now. It was just a huge party for the city, and everybody loved it, and the energy was great. And, you know, COVID was semi in the rearview mirror, and we could all enjoy each other's company. And it was, and our boys put on a, a great show for us. I mean, it was just uh, a a fantastic, uh, fa- fantastic, unexpected run based on. Uh, where they were at certain points during the year. And I think that's, that's an important point to remember. Yeah. Well, and I, I've, I, you know, I've had fans and, and friends who follow the team comment on that to me. Some of the players referenced it today that when Jay took over, they, they were, what was it? Five or six points out of the playoffs. They'd had a stretch with two wins in 15 games and you still go to the conference finals. So there was some growth uh, but I will ask you in this context, because I think there are reasons to be optimistic and, and some players did take steps forward. But Leon Dreisaitl also cautioned today, we thought we took a step forward in 2017 and then we missed the playoffs the next two years. How do you compare and contrast where the team was at then um, 
as to now? Does does the progress and the step forward feel a little more sturdy this time around? Well, I think it's on the backs of both those guys. Uh, the, the way that they've, uh, you know, taken charge of, of and re- being responsible for the result of the group. And we've talked about this, too, how exhausting it is for superstar players to win. And both our guys, Leon's had good playoffs before, but not at this level of dominance. I, I haven't seen. But, I mean, he's been good. And, uh, I mean, Connor was just a man on a mission out there. He's got to be, I mean, it's exhausting to play 26 minutes the way he takes it on. And, uh, you know, he, he really, he really blossomed in, in the playoff game. He was always a really good regular season player and, you know, didn't, didn't really have the level of success in the playoffs that was expected of him till this year where he just took it on himself. And I mean, you, you wonder at times as a player, when development happens, when, when, when do I get better in these situations? And he just took it on himself to, to, uh, to make it happen. And, uh, he certainly did. And what an amazing, uh, duo that we have to watch for hopefully many, many years to come. Yeah. Well, I I think to me, going back to not that there was anything wrong with how McDavid played in the first five games against LA, but I I thought, yeah, with game six, he he really cranked it up and clearly dry settle was not playing healthy. Uh, Nurse revealed he had a hip flexor, torn hip flexor. You ever have anything similar or what's the worst thing you played through? Oh, just, you know, bumps and bruises where, you know, guys used to target certain areas. I, I don't know whether they still do. I imagine they do but you target that area between your shoulder and your elbow where you lose feeling in your hand or you target the area right on the outside of your knee where there's not a pad there that you lose feeling in your leg. But, you know, it, feet, your feet blown off through shots and blocking shots and stuff like that. But uh, it's a grind. It, it, it's still a grind. And, uh, you know, you you got to really lay it on the line, and you got to you got to you know be prepared to be vulnerable at certain stages if you if you're paying the price to win. And uh, I thought that really uh, separated our our team this year from previous years. Yeah, Gregory Tavis joining us. So th- there's going to be a lot of discussion, and w- Rob and I already started having it <laughs> after the game last night. I'm sure I'll get more into it on this show tomorrow because Ken Holland is going to speak, uh, you know, about how do they get even better? I mean, you lose to Colorado, so you maybe identify some of the, the shortcomings. Uh, like is, is there, I know we're getting ahead of stuff here and there'll be trades and free agency in the summer, but is, is, do they just need a couple more speedy forwards? Is, do they need uh, somebody bigger on defense? What would be a priority or, or two for you for the Oilers this off season? I think just overall depth. Yeah. And uh, I think that's the lesson Tampa learned when they got swept by Columbus uh, a few years ago, that you're only as strong as your weakest link. And e- even the year we went to the finals in 2006, I mean, we added a lot of depth. And, you know, the, the, the Samsonovs and the Spacheks and guys like that that, really at points they're not going to do it consistently but at points they really add elements and uh 
you know, in the Colorado series, I would say, you know, Arturi Lekkinen. I mean, that guy, he, 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 he was, he was a pickup. He added depth, uh, JT Comfer, uh, Cogs even made a fantastic play on the winning goal in, uh, in game three here where he laid it off the boards for Comfer to skate into, but it's that, 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 that level of depth really helps. And we're not right there yet. We're developing guys. I mean, Kane was amazing. He came in and, I mean, I, I didn't think he was as smart a hockey player as what he proved out to be because he knows how to play the game of hockey. I'll, 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 I'll say that for sure about him and was, was amazing. But the, the overall depth, I thought uh, Ryan McLeod really elevated himself and uh, he, I think he showed us that uh, that he's a player that can be counted on in those situations to provide some timely offense. He got a great goal in, uh, I think, game three that was, was huge for us. And it's just those types of depth guys that, that really, at times, chip in on very big goals. I remember Samsonov scored a huge goal for us in the elimination of uh, Detroit and they step up from time to time. And, uh, you know, those are the types of additions that are out there that you can add at at a reasonable cost. But I mean, you, you got to do your homework from a pro scouting perspective and, uh, uh, you know, identify those guys. I mean, Toronto added a few guys like that to camp, cache, bunting that, you know, they don't break the bank, but they really, they really uh, add something to the, uh, to the overall uh, performance level of the group at times. Craig, uh, just hang on the line. I want to throw a couple more at you uh, about some of the key moments last night and, and maybe where the others might be sure. headed. Craig McTavish is on the line for Avalon Foundation Repair, Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for over 50 years, home of the lifetime warranty. All right, Craig McTavish on the other end of the line tonight as we uh, break down the conclusion of the Edmonton Oilers season. Okay, Craig, so, I, I mean, as a coach, you had to make a lot of tough decisions. You had to make a lot of tough lineup decisions. You had to adjust to injuries and suspensions. Yamamoto hurt. Kane suspended. Uh, Malone came in for a couple games. Archibald came out. Holloway came in last night. He, he did not play a lot uh, in an elimination game. Uh, you know, like I said, while there were some veterans that uh, that didn't get activated and some of them like Broussard only played one game in the entire place. I'm just wondering what you th- thought about that, because I know I'm sure you you sympathize with what Woodcroft and the staff uh, uh, <laughs> had to do to make those decisions for big games. Yeah, big hole with Kane coming out and Yamamoto not available for sure. Um, but. I, I, I like the seven defensemen because I, I like Russell in there. I thought he did a great job on the uh, on the penalty kill uh, in in game three for sure. He's a reliable guy, I, and and I feel pretty safe when he's out there. So the seven defensemen affords us the opportunity to get him in the game, which I think 
is important. I thought Brad Malone did a lot of good things too in the role that he played. I thought uh, he was really effective. I mean, we lost a the face-off there at the end, and our coverage was a little shoddy on uh, Lekkonen going to the net. But I thought Malone was uh, was really good. I thought Derek Ryan, you know, he ended up having a really big role, I thought, last night and and did well and, and gave us a lot of uh, a lot of energy and, and a lot of good solid minutes. I thought he was he he played well uh, too last night, but yeah, it's all you, you have to adapt to different scenarios. And uh, you know, Jay, he's he's had his hand on the t- tiller of, of this ship for for a while and done a very good job. Yeah, I I know the Malone uh, decision to have him take the faceoff was discussed, but Rob brought it up last night. Before that faceoff, he'd won four out of six in the game, and that one kind of was. I I mean to give. Malone the benefit of the doubt. I think that one was a bit more of a tie-up that the Avalanche just got got to first. You know, I think there were yeah. at least I thought other things that could have been covered after the puck went to the Avs. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it it wasn't a clean loss, that's for sure. And uh, he, he's he's a good good strong guy on the faceoff. So I, I would have felt I felt better with him out there than maybe a couple others. Okay, so the Avalanche move on. Of course, we give them a lot of credit. We we kind of started off talking about McCarr, so let's end there. Because um, I, I think nothing against McKinnon, Landeskog, Rantanen, but my oh my, McCarr is incredible. Five points last night. Rob and I always joke with the star players, we'll just go out there and hit them. Well, yeah, easier said than done because they're usually the hardest guys. Nice try, yeah, nice try. <laughs> If you're game planning against Makar, if you're going to be with the Rangers or the Lightning, whoever wins, uh, what can you do to try to limit him a little bit? Well, you try and not let him join into the rushes, and you, you try and get on the forecheck. But like you said, he's a he's a superstar player. They were speaking about him uh, in the final analysis last night on Hockey Night in Canada, and including him. It, in the same sentence as Bobby Orr, you know, they, they, and I think rightfully so in this series that that's, that's the level of impact that he had on this series. Uh, and I mean, he, we don't see him as much during the regular season, obviously, you know, whether he, he's as good as Bobby Orr is certainly debatable, but I mean, there, there's an argument there. And, uh, you know, he just, he, he finds a way to, he's got so many tools in his arsenal that he finds a way to make a play even under intense pressure. Like even on the uh, Landeskog goal, goal that Mike Smith hit the official, it came up to uh, Kale McCarr on the right side and he was under a lot of pressure, but he beat that pressure and found a way to keep that alive and it eventually went to the net and went into the net. So, I mean, special, special player uh, for sure. Um, and, I mean, there there was only one defenseman that has ever scored five points in a game. Well, the last guy to do it was Al McGinnis, I read today. So, I mean, he, he was a main reason that we got, uh, we're, we're now out of the playoffs. 
Craig, it has been a pleasure having you on throughout the season. Uh, hope you have a great summer. Uh, enjoy the cup final or whatever sports you uh, indulge yourself with in the weeks to come, man. Really appreciate it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I love the spectacle, and it was fantastic. Our fans really did ourselves proud, and I know the players felt that support, and uh, they, they gave us everything they had. Of that, I have no doubt. So we can only look forward to next year now, but it was fantastic while it lasted. Right on. That is Craig McTavish for Avalon Foundation Repair, Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for over 50 years, home of the lifetime warranty. Happy to hear from you as well. 780-496-0063 and more comments from Oilers players after the 7 o'clock news and weather. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.